Chabiso Musiya on SAFM. Coach, good evening and thank you very much for being able to speak to us tonight on SAFM. Hi, good evening. Always good to chat to you. Thanks, Coach. Convincing win for the Proteas today, but what would have pleased you most with this victory and the performance? Uh, there are a number of things. Yeah, I think it was important for us to get a, a win, but not only a win, to get a really good win. And, and uh, to me, the most important thing, well, I said at the start of this tournament for us to do well, we need Quinton de Kock to play well. He, he's, a, he's an important catalyst for the rest of the batting lineup. So, but, so for, for Riley Rousseau to show the form that he has, um, obviously is very, very important and very useful because the way that T20 cricket works, you need those chaps at the top of the order to score the runs and then, and then the guy can come in the back end and and uh, and score quickly as well. So that was an important part. And then something else, just like on the side, I like the fact that Anil Naki got four wickets, but he got mm. the LBW, got the bowled. He bowled a nicer length. You know, against Bangladesh, he might have wanted to be over down the short ball, but I thought he bowled with intelligence. And uh, and then again, him and Kahis at the top were good, and then it brings the spinners again. So the spinners take four wickets. So to me, those three things, Riley was so, you know, adding the runs to the way that he did it. Um, and if not key getting wickets, but also importantly getting all in LBW and then and then the spinners against Bangladesh and Australia getting four wickets, I think was some really good, good things signs for us. Yeah. And and a lot's been said before the tournament about where the Proteas fell short at the last World Cup in the UAE, missing out on the net run rate. Do you get a sense now that they're more aggressive this time around with the way they bet? <laughs> yes. They, they, look, I think they're playing to their natural game. You quit the cock and rally reserve back for any length of time. That's the way they play. Um, you know, it, 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 we did we did taper off at the back end. You know, I think we got 23 in the last five. The last five, yeah. Yeah, so that was a bit disappointing. You can often get a bit of a speed wobble when you're going at the sort of rate that you did. Also, again, let's not be highly critical. You scored 109 in, what, 50-odd balls. 56. But he also just tapered off to get his 100, and really, you know, that's you just got to keep going at that stage. So let's, let's be highly critical, but the point is made. You know, these net runners, these, these, these World Cup tournaments for us, they get, they get some crazy numbers coming up. So let's be very careful and always, we'll never take anything for granted. Yeah. But otherwise, yes, I think Riley Rousseau, Quinn and Cock will always play. Well, Tristan Stubbs now plays like that as well. I think there's a general sense of aggression throughout our lineup. It's, it's interesting that you also picked Quentin de Cock. I also read the, the interview you did with Simnigewe in the City Press. And even when we spoke to Vincent Barnes, he also picked Quentin de Cock as the key player in this team. Why do the Proteas always seem to, 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 to be much better when he fires? You know, it's, you know if, you think, if you think of a... Uh, look, I mean, he's, he's, a, he's an outstanding star in his own right, but you know, to, to set up your middle order, to set up the, the guys at the back end, Tristan Stubbs, David Miller, whoever comes in the middle order to really be able to to really be able to accelerate and play well, you need that foundation laid with aggression. And Quinton de Cox is one of the best in the world. Not only that, but he intimidates opposition bowlers. Now, I do, I do what, mostly what I do at the moment of coaching is talking with bowlers and working with bowlers. And I know that if you play against a guy like Quentin de Kock and he's on, on fire, the team meeting or the discussion is a lot longer because guys are concerned about what he can do, where he can score, how he scores. He scores in strange areas. It's very difficult to contain him. Okay. So if you have a player that, that does score well and does score quickly, but he scores in conventional areas, you can work a plan. When Quentin de Kock's going, the opposition are intimidated, the foundation is laid for the, for the, the back end. If he gets run, it will always be at a quick rate. So... Those, those things always stack up for Quinton de Kock. To, to me, it was important. And uh, it was always going to be important for our tournament. And he's also shown some great form. I mean, he also scored. He struck at 165, a rate of 165 today. And was outshadowed by Riley Rousseau at almost 200. 
Yeah, and he smashed 48 of 17 in that washed-out match against Zimbabwe yeah, on, exactly. on Monday. So you can tell he means business. And and Riley, coach, there's never been any doubt about his talent from his days with Free State. Um, even before then, he went over uh, to England and around the world to become a Colpac player. But what has he brought to, 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 to this team? Or what's different with him after all these years in the wilderness? I think it lots to do with, with, with uh, maturity, yeah. The cricketers often mature. Some, some, some arrive in the sea when they seem to have maturity about them, and some just take time to understand the game, understand the, the way they go about it. And, you know, if you watch a rally show today, he, it's not just about slogging. It's about, it's about intelligent hitting into good areas, making sure you play to your strengths. And I think that's what you're seeing with him. So hopefully that's what creates the consistency and um, that, we, that we're going to need to return from, from the top order players. But to me, it's about the maturity you're seeing from Riley Rousseau at the moment. As you said at the start, Always we've known he's had the skill, but he's sort of now combined that skill with, uh, with a good temperament and, and a healthy dose of, of maturity as an as international batsman. And I guess it helps that he's been playing around the world in all these T20 leagues, eh? <laughs> you know, the thing is, you know, it's, it's, a, it's a funny sport. We sit and watch international cricketers, international whatever, footballers, rugby players. These sportsmen are all more like this than not like this. They all, we all struggle, struggle with the same lack of confidence, lack of self-confidence in situations, in big situations. And so when you've gone and done that around the world, your confidence and self-belief grows. A lot of, a lot of, a lot of the barriers that top sports need to get over is exactly that self-belief. So I think that's exactly the point you make. He's played around the world now. He's well-respected. He now, he now knows himself. He's got that self-belief, and that's coming through. It's a, it's a massive hurdle for any sportsman in any sport to get over. So he's, he's clearly achieved that now. Okay, if you're just joining us, we are speaking to Coach Eric Simons, just looking back at the Proteas 104-run win over Bangladesh today. I see Colin from Cape Town is on the line. Colin, good evening, my friend. Thanks for calling us. It's been a while. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've been listening. I've been listening. Thanks, Colin. Uh, my <laughs> my phone call doesn't get returned sometimes. But anyway. Mm. Hello, Eric Simons. Good evening. Hello, Colin. Mm. You know something? I think we got a problem. Um, against uh, the tougher teams. I don't believe Timber is an opener in a T20. Timber shouldn't even be actually in a T20. He's battling. I, I don't know what's going on. We've got to get another opener there. And I hope to God Timber is not going to open up against the Indians on Sunday. Otherwise, I don't know. He's off form. We've got to find uh, another opener. That's all I wanted to say. There's a problem with, with Timber. I don't know what it is, but he's not an opener. Especially a test cricketer, yes, 100%, but not a T20. Thank you. Okay, thanks. Thank you. Okay, Thank thanks. You, Okay, thanks for that, Colin. I'll just take another voice note and then you can put the phone down and listen on the radio so that you can hear the coach's response. Uh, good evening, Tabis, and good evening to your guest. I wanted to speak about uh, power hitting. Is power hitting uh, a skill or a talent? Uh, can it be coached to a player? Because I think what, what uh, Tamba struggles with I don't know if I'm being uh, fair or I'm being honest, but you'll correct me. Is he struggling with power hitting? Because I think there are coaches, in fact, in cricket who uh, who do, in fact, coach power hitting in batters. Uh, there are a couple, maybe you can mention them. And then two, how do you foresee the uh, uh, the, the the career of of, of uh, Tristan Stubbs? 
uh, in terms of him in, in the Proteus setup? How do you think um, his career will pan out? Do you see him playing ODI cricket and Test match cricket? Because I, I think he can play all formats of the game. Um, and yeah, hoping the Proteus will go through to the semi-finals. We can beat India and Pakistan. There's no doubt about that, man. We'll go through to the semi-finals. Uh, thank you. Hopefully, Tembo will peak. Okay, thanks uh, for that, Libra and Colin. Uh, Coach, obviously there are serious concerns about Atemba's form, but also he doesn't pick himself. What do you make of the decision to back him despite his poor run of form? Yeah, it's an interesting one. I've always been one to to, uh, to an advocate for consistency and cohesion in the team. He was the, he is the captain of the team. He was going to play in the tournament. And you know, I think I think he's the person that has the best knowledge of how he is and where he is at the moment in his game is him himself. You know, you, you might find he's in the nets and he's playing really well, and he just needs that energy to kick in. And um, and and you know, he does complement Quinton de Kock. Sometimes you, you can't have sometimes have two Quinton de Kock batting. You need the openings to to to, to uh, complement each other. But I, I'm sure, like like anybody else, he's he's he would he would love to get some runs under the belt and and get his confidence going. But you know, he's. I spoke to Timber a reasonable amount over the years. He's a very mature man. He's a very, uh, you know, he's, he's a team man, and he'll make the right decision because he's part of that selection process. But um, hopefully, hopefully, you know, he gets another game and he and he finds his form. Okay. And Libra asked a question about power hitting. He seems to have identified that that's where Timba struggles, and he wants to know if it's a skill or is it taught. Or do you agree that's where he's struggling? Uh, that is such a good question. I'm, I really, I really like that question because. It, it's not an easy answer, but I think the important thing is that you know, you, if you're a marathon runner, you don't try and become a sprinter and vice versa. You have your skills, and it's not power hitting. Power, the tempo of a woman is never going to be a power hitter, but he will be effective the way that he plays. So as a bowling coach, I can get you from 125 to 130. I can't get you from 125 to 145. And you have those brackets that you play in as a batsman or a bowler. So let's take our previous captain, Faster Plessis. He he was he, he wasn't that he was good at T20 cricket, but he wasn't exceptional. And he tried to become a power hitter, and it was a disaster—not a disaster, but it, it didn't work. Mm. And then he went back to being faster to see the T20 cricketer, and he worked ways of playing, ways worked ways of getting boundary without piloting. And now he's you know and became an exceptional cricketer. So no, Timber Timber is he's not a power hitter, and he won't be a power hitter, and that's not the game to play. Timber needs to play T20 the way he plays, and that's manipulating the field, finding shots. So, so just as an example, Fabio Plessis plays that scoop shot that he gets under fine leg for mm. four. That gives him four. But what it does is it means that teams can't bowl with fine leg up. They've got to drop fine leg up. Then they bring up midwicket or somebody up from the fence, and now he scores in that area where he wants to. So that's manipulating the field. So it is a great question because so many young people think T20 could be just power eating, and it's not. Mm. Power eating is, is it? Yes, it is a skill. It is very much a skill. It's a gift you're given. And you can become better at power eating, but it's very difficult to become a power eater if you're not a power eater. So, and, and those that do struggle. So, Timber is the player he is. He must be the best T20 player Timber can be in the same way that Faf did, uh, the way that he became it by finding his solution to, to be the best that he can be. Is it, but is a great it, question. Yeah. Is it similar to how Aiden Makram has adjusted maybe to the shorter format of the game? Yes, I think he's grown as well. You, you know, he's he's got power, but he's not a David Miller. He's not, you know, he's not a... Quentin de Kock, or he plays it his way. He's he's able to been able to adapt his technique to be to be, to hit balls in different areas, maybe to hit balls in in areas that he's strong. So he's evolved um, as a T20 cricketer, in, in, but he hasn't tried to be Chris Gale or you know one of the the classic power hitters, if you like, because 
it's a different skill. So you, and you need your team to have it balanced. You can't, like, like I said, you can't pick two twin and the cops. You can't mm. pick six Chris Gales in a team and you can't pick six Temper Bavumas. You need players to complement each other. So each has their role to play. But be yourself and be the best version of yourself in that format. Don't try and be somebody else. That's just that's the best way I can put it. As I said, you don't try and take a 125 kilometer hour bowler and make him a 145 kilometer hour bowler. It just it doesn't work like that. You take your skill and you develop it. Mm. You, you mentioned earlier about um, about uh, geez, I forgot now about Temba sitting <laughs> in this election in this election meetings and there have been calls for him to to step down because of his form. Do players do that? Do they put their hands up and say maybe I'm not in a good run of form? I shouldn't play this game, or do they need more games to get themselves back in form? Absolutely. Then there are a number of occasions where players come to coaches or or captains say, "Listen, this is not the, the moment." Particularly now, when you've got someone like Risa Hendricks sitting in the in the wings, maybe he feels, you know, maybe he just steps up and says, "You know, it's too important this game. This is what we're going to do." They absolutely do do it. And what often happens is the other players or the other part selection committee talk them down because he's there because they're facing him as a leader and as a captain. So you know, it, it is very much part of the conversation. But I've got no doubt that it is being considered. And for, you know, these are the things that, I mean, I'm, I'm a cricketing person, but I don't know what's going on in the inner workings of the, of the project team. And those conversations will be taking place and those discussions, they will be thinking about it and they'll be coming to a logical conclusion. So it's easy for me sometimes, and I understand what Colin is saying, to just make that call. But sometimes within the conversations, there is a logic and a reason behind what they're doing. Okay, well, one power hitter looks like Tristan Stubbs. It looks like he's ready to smash every ball that he faces. I even saw him today when he came in. He had a chat with Riley, and Riley said, play it as you see it, and he just tried to smash it. Libra wanted to know, do you see him playing all three formats of the game with the way that he plays? Well, I think it's doing good to do that. I think it's an interesting World Cup for him. You know, the, the, the grounds, for example, at um, um, in Australia are, are so much bigger. You can't just get yourself out of trouble. When I say in trouble, when your strike rate's a bit slowed by hitting the ball over the fence with odd six, which he was able to do in some of the tournaments we've seen him. Um, like, for example, the the the, uh, the 100 in... in the the, the, the series played for South Africa and the 100. He can get himself out of trouble by hitting sixes. Again, you saw him getting out caught on the fence the other night. So he's going to have to make sure he has other um, strings on the bow and that he can play... For example, he might have to run more twos in Australia than he does anywhere else in the world because he can't reach the boundaries. He said that's evolution of your game, and and that's and that's growth and understanding. But but again, like we said about Tender, he's, he's got skill of power hitting, and that's a it's a skill that he has. So I think it will do him a lot of good to play the other formats just to learn and understand his game better because it is about you know as as, as we've seen with Riley evolving as a cricketer, which is an important aspect to become the best you possibly can. And and you work with a lot of players, uh, Coach Eric Simons as a coach, obviously around the world. Do you get the sense that there's still an appetite from these young players to still play test cricket or is it all about just smashing the ball now and making money in T20 cricket? You know, we've got sort of two generations or three generations coming through. I think I think the it's sort of the, the really young generations, the, the Tristan Stubbs and... and, and um, uh, Brevises, young Brevises, you, you know they've they've grown up just through T20 cricket. That's mm. been the objective, and it's 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 a, this is going to be an interesting generation. Up to now, yes, T20 cricket has been the format that chaps want to really test themselves at, and there's great excitement about the new format of the tests, uh, with the test championships and things like that. So they do they do see it as, as the pinnacle of, of the game. The next generation, I'm not sure about your your you know your your 18, 19, even 20 year olds at the moment. You know they when the IPL started, they were what they would have been you know five and ten years old, or five years old. So mm. their whole their whole lives of cricket has been has been watching these T20 formats and the fun that that creates. 
up to now, yes. Next generation, I'm not sure. That'll be an interesting aspect to see where, where they go. Interesting you mentioned Diervold. We spoke to him sometime last year when everybody was raving about him. And he told us he hadn't played a four-day game in his career. Exactly. Not even one. <laughs> yeah. And, 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 the, and the thing is, not just playing the four-day game, it's what it teaches you about the game. It teaches you patience. It teaches you how to face certain kinds of bowling. So it's a skill you learn from it. So exactly, that's the point you make. And, he, and the way these guys, the way the Twins play them, you know, these chaps are playing, being paid lots of money. They might not even play for the country. And yet they, they're well sought, out, mm. sought after all over the world. It's a real strange world we live in as it comes to cricket. Okay, let's take a couple more voice notes. We're speaking to Coach Eric Simons. Good evening, Tavis and Mr. Simons. Hey, Kemba's performance, it's, 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 it's worrying. But overall, they played a great game. Rally and, and Queenie, they did well. But I'm worried about our middle order. They came and they did not connect exactly with the ball. They they, they, they struggled. I don't know if the pitch became slow, but they were not convincing. But the question for you, Mr. Simons, is that I do you think Wayne Panel is the right man to be called an all-rounder? Because according to me, I think he's giving us perfect performance with the ball, not with the bat. Which I think Jansen can give us great performance with the bat and ball. Sure, sure, Tabiso. Yeah, for me, I'm really, really happy that we won the game, you know. With such big margin, I think it will help us going forward. But for me, I didn't watch the game. I only watched like 10 to ten to 5 minutes of the game, you know, when Bavuma went out. Uh, that was it for me. I just switched off the TV for me. Yo, man. But I'm really happy that we won. Hopefully, I will watch the next coming games. This is Joseph Mamba from Maga. Well, me again, Tabi. So, hey, uh, regarding Temba, the Temba's issue, if if I was Temba, I would have uh, withdrawn and say, uh, let them let them fill in somebody else. And the really, <clears throat> I'm not criticizing Temba. I'm not one of those who's criticizing him. I, I fell for him. And uh, uh, he might not be in a good space for 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 many reasons of which we don't know what uh, what they are so i i do not want to talk his form whereby uh you will feel bad uh obviously uh if 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 i was timber i would just call the quits and say they must uh, they must fill in somebody else in my position other than being in the people's mouth. So, you know, yeah. Good evening, it's AFM. It's Mandilaki in Deep Slot. Um, great win for, for the Proteas. I uh, thought the stage was set uh, in the last five overs for players like Shishin Stubbs, uh, Kila Mila. We need to be ruthless when we get these chances. I believe Proteas will win this, this World Cup. The, the, the environment is good for us, suits us. We have a complete team. Uh, we have great baiting lineup. Uh, we have um, great, great fast bowling, and we still have best spin bowling. 
I think the team will be more complete and we will not play with 10 players if we just let Temba go and find his form and put Riza on because he's on fire as well. Okay, thanks thanks for those voice notes. Coach, <laughs> maybe the last one on the betting unit. Riza has been in great form here in England and in, and in India. Where do you find space for him in this team now? And what do you make of him not playing? Sorry, uh, Risa. Risa Hendricks. Yeah, look, I, mean, I think I think also. So, if I just may say, a great point made about about the back end. So let's not get carried away. There, there was a, there was room for us to get even more, maybe two fifty, two twenty. Yes. So I think that's a good observation, just in terms of being ruthless. I think the word that you're the vo- in the voice note, and mm. I think that's a great point made. Look, the only, let's be honest. The only place that Risa can play at the moment is in Tampa's place. He's an opening batsman as well. He, you know, he, he he would work with with Quinton, and that's that, that's really. Uh, the spot that it is, uh, you know, it, it's for the it's for the lads to make a decision. Now, you know, I think what's our next game? I think it's India. That's a big one. Mm. We now have to we have to we have to beat India. We have to make you know if we beat India or, or Pakistan, I think we'll beat through to the next round. So they start becoming very very important. I, I can assure you, anybody who's listening and watching this, these conversations are taking place in the in the corridors of of their decision making, and and Timber will be at full and the forefront of that. But uh, you know the thing is, it's been it's been unfortunate for him. He had a very long layoff with the, with the elbow injury, and then he went straight into a tough situation in England, and didn't have the you know the, the time to find his form. So it it, it has been tough. Um, whether they make the decision, we, we will see in the next few days. But um, it's understandable what people have. And there's almost a sense of sympathy. You know, you want to you want so badly for Timber to do well in his battling, but this is international sport, and you have to make tough calls. And if that's a tough call they make, let's see what they do. But um, yeah, it has it has been tough for Tim at the moment. Just as we wrap up now on on the bowlers, I mean they came to the party today. You've already mentioned Andrew Nogier. I think he silenced those doubters after that um, subpar tour of India. Uh, do the wicket do the wickets suit him better here in Australia? But it's also hard to say that because he's been performing in the IPL um, when he's been there. It's a, to me, it's about the tactics. I like to watch the tactics that he employed. Like uh, you know, I said at the start, I like the fact that he got wickets bowled. And he got wickets uh, LBW. LBW. That to me is important. You know, I, I think there's a problem when you go to Australia and your your your, your plan A is fast and your plan B is faster. That's not the way to do it. You need to be clever and you need to be, you be shrewd about your weight. And when I see him bowling, all of our guys when they when they shrewd about the way they do the job, then again one of the voice notes we complement each other so well. We bring the spinners into the game. We have got the complete lineup. And and when and when him and particularly him and Kahiso fire the way they can, then you know you add the, the the, the rejuvenated um, Parnell into the to the setup. Um, you know we've got we've got so much so much going for us. Of course, Lungi Gidi. I think he's one of my favourite T20 bowlers as well. So yeah, um, I, I think we we're looking really good under Hockey. Yes, they suit him, but your tactics have still got to be smart. It's not just a case of running and bowling fast and faster. It's not like that. You've got to be clever the way you do it. There was a question about whether Panello Janssen for the all-rounders role. Remember, Marco Janssen came in late after that injury to Dwayne Pretorius. But how, is, how has Panel been since he came back also? It's a, it, to me, it's been interesting. He's probably, done, he's probably been a little more consistent with, his, with, his, with bowling than he has with his batting. He's, again, a little bit like the, the question you asked about Riley Rousseau. He's gone away and he's matured. He's probably not a better cricketer than he was when he was younger but he's now able to use his skill in a far, in a far more intelligent, mature way so he's become a very mature cricketer and very useful and I'm sure he's one of the leaders in the team and that's one of the reasons I have him you know, you, you need guys that have got level heads have seen it all, have been there, done that whereas Marco still is learning his game you know, I understand that you want this, this really tall, quick, fast bowler 
and yes, yep, did a really good batsman. But I think Wayne's done a good job, and I think he probably complements the the other bowlers really well. You know, he's able to run his fingers across the seam and and add some very more variations that, than than perhaps that someone like that Marco Janssen would do. So it's probably to do with the balancing act. Um, but uh, yeah, to me, I'm a little bit surprised perhaps that he's he's done he's been far more effective with the ball than he has with the bat. Okay, and as we wrap up, Coach Eric Simons, there was also a thrilling win for Zimbabwe against Pakistan today by one run. Was that a big shock for you, the result? <laughs> big shock in the shock of the century. No disrespect. I mean, I, I think Zimbabwe's done brilliantly. No disrespect whatsoever. But Pakistan yeah. has been one of the form teams. They've come to this tournament as one of the favourites. Mm. So what a what a fantastic win. And again, it's good to watch. It's not just the win. It's the way they've gone about it. It's the way they've won all the other games. You know, they've They've been really, really good. I, you know, I, I think sometimes cricket, we, we overcomplicate cricket. We look at it and we go, uh, you know, do this, these tactics, these ideas, these shots. But sometimes just doing the simple things brilliantly is the way to do it. And I think Zimbabwe doing the simple things brilliantly. And, and that's what's giving them success. So well-deserved. I think that's just fantastic for them to, to, have, that, that, to have a win. And, and by the way, I think they've done us a huge favor uh, mm. just in terms of, in terms of our, our progression. Yeah. Yeah, and they actually also topped their group in the qualifying stages before getting into the Super 12s. And then from what you've seen, finally, Coach, which team or teams look threatening to you? No, I'm not going to answer that question. <laughs> <laughs> Zimbabwe. <laughs> Zimbabwe is the team to watch. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah, look, I mean, yeah, I, think, I think India, on paper, India are always a good side. Hmm. Um, you know, they've, they've, got, they've, got, they've got their bases covered. England, I'm not saying, another shock result. They lost to Ireland. Ireland, yeah. yeah. Like rain affected, but they're also a very good mm. side. They've got some power players, they've got some power bowlers. They're a good side. South Africa, if South Africa fire, as one of your voice notes says, we're a well balanced team. We're a very good side. So, if we can just get you know keep us keep our, our game plans together, get keep our momentum together, I think we've we've emerged as perhaps one of the one of the top three, particularly now that Pakistan are battling. So I would say those three at the moment are, are, are staying up. I'm, Australia, I'm, I'm, they should be, but they they don't give me that same sort of intimidation that used to in the past. Mm. So to me, at the moment, India, England, and South Africa are, are the ones that are sponsors saying, hang on a second, you know, these are the chaps that I've got it, got it going. Okay, let's see on Sunday, India up against South Africa in the next match for the Proteas. But uh, thanks, Coach. Always a pleasure talking to you. Thank you very much for the insight. No, likewise. Thank you very much and all the best. Thanks, Coach Eric Simons there, just helping us reflect on the Proteas' win over Bangladesh. Big win by 104 runs, as well as Zimbabwe's win against Pakistan. It's just that with Pakistan, you never know what you're going to expect, whether they're in good form or not. Um, they're like the West Indies, you know, it's Calypso or Collapse of Cricket there. Uh, but this was a, a big win for an important win for for, 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 for Zimbabwe because Pakistan ran India close in that match um, until the brilliance of Virat Kohli came through and that's how India won then that first match and now they've got two defeats after losing to Zimbabwe but well done to Zimbabwe it was a great it's been a great team effort so far in this World Cup 130 for 8 they posted there it was Sean Williams I think who top scored with uh, 31 there and even the bowlers uh, then came to the party of course with Sikandar Raza uh, you know when Sikandar Raza delivers the team gets a lift he got 3 for 25 also it was good to see Richard Ngarava also play after after that um after that slip against the Proteas in that washed-out match on, on, on Monday, there were concerns of whether he'll play again or how serious was the injury. So, well done uh, to Zimbabwe here. Let's see what they can what, what they will do in this group. Okay, we've got another 
voice note as we wrap up we're gonna we still want to go to eswatini just to find out more about what happened with uh, denver sundowns who were wearing their kit of mamelodi sundowns i know somebody tweeted to say that um they've always won the sun they've always worn the sundowns kit but i know they use the same colors but have they always worn the kit with the badge of sundowns like literally play with the mamelodi sundowns badge in a match in Eswatini. So that's what we want to try and find out there when we go to Eswatini. But we've got another voice note here, Phineas. Uh, 